0: Financial freedom is really about being able to live the life that you want and desire at any given time and to do the things you want to do. Financial freedom, Sion, is personal lifestyle optional.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Art of Kings podcast show, a show dedicated to helping men become all that they are. As always, I'm your host, Sean Stevens, and today I'm joined with a guest. Well, we'll announce in a moment, but first, this is season two of the podcast show. If you have not listened to season one, I highly recommend you go back, listen to some episodes. That's where we lay the foundation for what this podcast is about. And we have some really valuable episodes up there. So without further ado, my guest today, entrepreneur, investor, and founder of
0: mindful terrence range terrence how are we doing today i'm good man thank you for allowing me to join you on your platform so um i appreciate you inviting me happy to chat today uh and and get into more about what i do and and this mission of financial empowerment and how we can help your audience become not only better investors but overall more mindful consumers of products and um thoughtful um people and strategists around how they spend money yeah
1: yeah yeah that's huge um so of course thank you uh you know for doing this episode i feel like this is you know the things we're going to be talking about is really big in our community Um. really big for for our journey that our listeners are going on um so it's going to be a a, a huge episode um and i know the 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 beginning of our conversation is going to be cut out for the podcast but (laughs) on top of everything that you're uh that you're you're experiencing right now uh being yeah. this is your first day in 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 uh in Mexico now yeah. uh, and he just uh, Terrence just shared that uh you know it's going through an undesirable situation yeah. but he's these, still are, these
0: are these are first world problems man these are first world problems you know I think I think son and you know I'm happy to to kind of go um in any direction but what's interesting about the, this experience and just for context for your listeners I'm currently working remotely out of Mexico City for a couple of reasons, but one is because Mexico City is a great, a great place. Yeah. Um, two, the lifestyle arbitrage opportunity, meaning um, I can live here, contribute to the ecosystem, meet incredible founders, mm-hmm. un, you know, talk to investors, and really explore where Mindful, our company, can provide value for young people um, and and small business owners. And so, it, it's been great to be here. Yeah, that said. Part of the, the the challenge sometimes is that, you know, how do you sort of identify housing um mm-hmm. and, and find safe a safe um and affordable place to live even as a as an digital nomad. And mm-hmm. so I've been using uh the platform that to me has been the most familiar for the last several years, which is Airbnb. Mm-hmm. What comes with that though are marginal risk, where yeah. you know, sometimes you get a place that's advertised in a particular way and it's not what you what you ordered, right? Yeah. Um you know, Funny meme of like what I ordered versus what I got. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's um, and sometimes that happens, but that's just a gamble. Yep. Um, that that said though, you know, I'm I'm a pretty low key guy, and so when I arrived today, just um, I I had this um, uh, you know, it's a gorgeous property, looks incredible as you can see. The, the background's cool, yeah. So we'll see in the video, but um, it's it's a nice little loft, right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't clean, yeah. and and I think that to me is very disturbing for, mm-hmm. for a number of reasons, but more importantly because my grandmother was a um, a house cleaner when I was growing up. She didn't have enough money um, to buy us used toy. I mean, new toys, and so she would bring us used toys from the families that she would um, support uh, wow. in her cleaning service. And so I remember that as a, as a small child um, and as a young man growing up, and you know, I grew up in a house where we prided ourselves on taking care of all of your possessions yeah. um, no matter where you were and then you would uh, give others that same respect and so I, you know I've been in the in a you know um real estate game as a as a private equity um, real estate investor I worked as an analyst at a firm um on the East Coast and you know so I've seen it from all different sides and the one thing that I do know taking my grandmother's sayings and, and things that I learned from my parents is that take care of your stuff right sure. and then you take care of other people's stuff in the way that you would take care of your own stuff so if they let you borrow a house I'm sorry borrow a car not borrow a house no yeah. <laughs> if they borrow, borrow their car if they let you borrow um a, a, their laptop if they let you you know stay in their property or in their in their home take care of it don't trash people's property don't trash your own property mm-hmm. so that's always been a a, a a really important um value
1: for me so yeah, to know- yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that carries over, you know, into so many different things, but um that builds just uh, you know, de- yeah, you become a dependable source of, you know, if somebody's lending you something, for example, like their car, you know, they know it's in good hands. Um, or, you know, if you're if you have been known to be that kind of person who takes care of their stuff, um, you know, you just build that kind of reputation. Um and 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 that's always a good thing to have when you know that when the people around you know that um they can depend on you for different things. Yeah, they trust you. They trust you exactly. You know that what you say you're gonna you know do or what you advertise and things like that is is exactly what they're gonna get. Um, and it's great to just have that sort of trust around you. Um, but you know, as an individual, uh, as a company, um, and whatever it is. So, absolutely, yeah. So with all that being said, um very uh, excited to have you on today. Um, Thank you for taking out the time for sure. Um, You touched on it a little bit, but just tell the listeners, you know, a little bit about your background
0: and um, uh, a little bit about Mindful as well. Absolutely. So unlike many other entrepreneurs, you know, I didn't come from a background of privilege, as I alluded to with my grandmother Um, and my parents, you know, they were blue-collar workers who taught me the value of hard work and determination Mm -hmm. And I learned early on, Sion, that um, success doesn't come easy and you have to fight for what you want, everything. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I've had to fight in every domain of my life, both professionally and personally. I had the honor and privilege of um, being admitted into Wilberforce University, which is the nation's oldest historically black private college Mm -hmm. in America. Um, and that was the one of the most transformative experiences in my life, um when I was there for four years, because I was able to see other black academics, leaders, entrepreneurs, um, you know, evangelists, professors, teachers doing incredible work. And they held me to a standard that was uh, one of excellence. Yeah. And so yeah. it 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 was it was an incredible time for me. Um, from from World before I went on and I had always had a, a, a desire and passion for learning um but what I didn't realize is that I hated teaching and so <laughs> um those are two separately you know those are two separate things they're not synonymous mm-hmm. and so I ended up pursuing a master's completing that program at the University of Illinois. Um, I had this big goal back then of becoming a, a college president, one of the few at that time um black, um, college presidents um, that would serve at a predominantly white institution because you didn't see many presidents yeah. of color generally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, hey, I'll just go pursue a PhD because that's what you do. Um, but not realizing after about six years and a crap ton of debt that um, I actually don't want to become a college president anymore. <laughs> and I don't I don't really enjoy research as much as I thought I, I once did. Yeah. And so I, I took a bold step and and dropped out of my PhD program and I bucked the traditional path. And I decided to blaze my own trail. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, there's there's a statistic, and this is really um uh related to bachelor's degree, but I'm not sure if you know about 60% of students who start bachelor's degrees complete it within about six years. And so um, you know, when you fast forward and look at my situation, I did about six or seven years in a PhD and didn't complete it for a number of reasons. So it's not it's not uncommon that one, it takes a very long time, and two, most people don't finish.
1: Yeah.
0: So after I dropped out, I ended up having a chance to work for MasterCard on their global um, venture initiative. And that was incredible. I traveled around the world, mainly in Africa, supporting young entrepreneurs from sub-Saharan Africa um, mm-hmm. in two areas of their lives. One, getting, you know, getting them in places and positions where they could um, obtain, you know, a bachelor's degree. And then two, helping them to launch and accelerate their businesses around um, agri-tech um, and agri-food systems. And so that that was an incredible um, um, experience for me. And uh, again, I was very fortunate. And I just yeah. I, I saw the world in 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 a, in a lot of different ways. Um, and so before I started my current company, Mindful, I also spent time as a management consultant. And you know, if anyone's familiar with management consulting, it's 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 a slog. You know, you're helping big businesses find solutions for problems. Um, but in that in that role, sign you know, I've been fired. From damn near every job I've had, because I think it's I've always had this yearning to be my own boss yeah. and, and create my own solution. That's a really to really create and, and make impact. And so, um, I, I shifted from there, management consulting, and moved into private equity, where I, I learned the ins and outs of investing and financing. And that was sort of my four way into this field. Mm-hmm. And um, again, I wanted to continue building something on my own and not just make money for someone else. But I knew I had to understand. Um, enough of the um, technical um, financial products that I could talk about them and understand how they worked. And so, you know, I had a desire to succeed at that point with um, a crap ton of student debt um, weighing on my shoulders. I said, okay, now that I have the private equity side, now that I've spent, you know, 13 years working in, you know, academia and education, now that I've, you know, worked for MasterCard and done the management consulting thing, now I have a vision have a plan and have the determination to make it happen. And so, um, you know, I faced numerous challenges along the way um, that we can get into later. But, you know, I think reflecting on my journey, I'm proud of what, you know, I was able to accomplish in my professional experiences, which then led to the genesis of my current company, Mindful, which is a revolutionary financial teletherapy platform for Gen Z college students between the ages of 18 and 25. And this idea was effectively... Born out of you know a need for a solution that I didn't see exist. You know yeah. the best analogy I can think of is imagine the calm app, but for your money and your mind, right? Yeah. So you know, and 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 part of the the difficulty and why this hasn't been created is because sign one, you you don't you don't want your financial advisor giving you mental health advice, and you don't want your mental health advisor giving you financial advice. Yeah. But what if we introduce a solution where actually we combine those strengths into one easy to use and simple trusted device and, and platform and that's what we created with mindful. And mm-hmm. so we uh, offer 30-minute virtual teletherapy sessions that are private and confidential for young people who want to talk to financial coaches around the lives that they want to live, how they can save more money, how to understand their credit history, what it means to take out a student loan, what types of career choices they should be making. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we learned that young people wanted. You know, they wanted someone to help them live life better because as one of my former students said while I was in London, I said, Hey, Terrence, adulting is really hard. It's really hard. And there were no solutions that address adulting. And so that's what we're hoping to do with mindful, um, and then provide value, you know, for the 23 million college students that are at university in both the UK and the U S yeah. Yeah. So that's amazing. And I'll leave everything.
1: Um, all information, um, you know, regarding Mindful uh, about where to contact you and everything like that. I'm going to leave that in the description um, at the end. But I just want to touch on a couple different things that you said. And even because we're going to get further into this in today's episode um, with Mindful, I think people don't realize how much when it comes to when it comes to your mental health, how many things are really, you know, um, intertwined with not having proper mental health and finances um are, is definitely one of those things you know when you don't have your finances in order um or, or or anything for that matter when you don't have things that you want to have in order when they're not in order um that
0: ties into your mental health in a huge in a huge way um absolutely. so absolutely you know yeah. look sign. i'll give you a couple of statistics just to provide context here 60 percent of loan borrowers in the u.s say that stress depression and anxiety are directly related to their student loans. Sixty percent, more than half.
1: Wow. You
0: got about seventy-two percent of college students, right? So two-thirds of you know, or you know, of, of college students are already saying that, you know, they experience financial stress from the fear of being unable to meet the tuition costs and cover just monthly expenses. Yeah. And so, you know, we had um, seventy-five interns back in London that were working with us in the early stages of the product development. And we also surveyed about 125 young people. Mm -hmm. And we asked them, what would you want to learn more about if we were to develop an app um, to help you better manage how you spend your money, but also improve your mental health? Mm -hmm. And over 70% of that entire audience said they wanted to learn more about financial management, careers, internships, and jobs. And so I think we, we, we see that there's a lot of interconnectivity and hyper-personalization that's required for a solution that can help people feel better um, yeah. about you know their lives, you know, um wealth creation and generation and their mental health. And that's that's what we 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 hope to address. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, and like I said before, I'll leave all the information so you can check out the company mindful um at the end of the podcast. Um, but just to segue into the into the next thing, one of the first questions. You know that we we're gonna um talk about and you know in the same context of that of that freedom um that you hope to, you know, give people with with mindful and everything. Let's talk a little bit about um financial freedom and uh, what financial freedom even is, what that looks like um, and just some of the benefits of financial freedom that some people
0: might not even think of um. So if you just want to talk a little bit on that, yeah, you know um, sign financial freedom is the holy grail of personal finance. Mm -hmm. And so here's the good news. It's available and attainable for anyone that's willing to put in the time and the effort to make it happen. Absolutely. Right? Unfortunately, though, the bad news is that there's so many barriers and so many challenging variables that get in the way from people being able to experience financial freedom um that very few actually get there and yeah. so you know you look at the data about four out of 10 Americans have more savings than debt so that's not a that's not a significantly large number yeah. right but what financial freedom does do with again a smart investment strategy um mindful no pun intended or intentional and thoughtful consideration, you could actually set yourself up for success, mm-hmm. um, and live without financial stress. Mm-hmm. Again, the difficulty is that the people who do it, they employ help. They have financial advisors. They have people coaching them. They have right. you know systems in place that that they can modify and work for their lives and and make the most sense. And so, you know, for 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 me, financial freedom is really about being able to live the life that you want and desire at any given time and to do the things you want to do. Financial freedom, Sion, is personal lifestyle optionality. Mm, I like that. You have the option to do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what people want more of. It's options. It's not, you know, some people say financial freedom is a number. I disagree with that. I think technically, sure. Like if you have liabilities that you need to take care of and reduce. Absolutely. You want to make sure you can clear those, those balances, but it's optionality. People just want optionality to do what the hell they want to do. They yeah. want optionality to decide if they want to go to work, if they want to take their kids you know, to vacation, mm-hmm. if they want to go on a trip with their friends, they want optionality on the types of universities they go to or the types of courses they can take. Yeah, Some college students probably want optionality to take a semester off without any negative implications or effects of that. Yeah. So that's yeah. what financial freedom really is as yeah. I see it.
1: Yeah, and I love that definition and you know, when I think about financial freedom, you know, I think on the same exact um I think in the same exact way for the most part like one thing for me is that I never in my life I've I've never liked the term retirement in my life. Mm. Can't stand the I can't stand thinking about it because when I when I when I hear retirement and and coming up hearing retirement I, it's associated with not working anymore. Um, and for somebody like like myself and and like you as well, whose work is so deeply connected to the impact that they want to have and want to create on the world, it just begs the question like, you know, uh at a certain point are you are you, you know, are you done with with you know with your impact? Are you done creating change? Are you like are you done? Um and that's why I never liked retirement, but financial freedom learning about learning about financial uh financial freedom um that's something that you know that that younger people can aspire to achieve that is um you Absolutely. Know, exactly on the same you know in line with with um their journey um in terms of work um in terms of of of, of impact um but on the financial token you know you have the option to do mm-hmm. what you want um when you want make your you know, make, make decisions. Um, and like you just said, you have more options for, for more decisions. So I love that. Um, and, um, but, but yeah, so, so let's just get into, into the next thing. Um, and let's just start talking about, um, investments and really just setting ourselves up, um, you know, you know, for this, for, for, uh, this financial freedom, this mental freedom as, as well, because, um, you know, these, some, these things are intertwined as we just said. So just to start it off, uh, for our listeners, can you
0: break down what an investment is? Yeah, and I am I like to make concepts very simple. I think sometimes people use financial manipulation or narrative manipulation to, to block people out and exclude communities, which I think is not necessarily great for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so an investment, what is an investment? It's simply putting your money to work for you so that you can earn more money over time. Mm -hmm. An investment is like being a silent partner in business. You put money into it, and in return, you receive a share of the profits. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to investments, there are a variety of options available to people. You can invest in stocks, shares of a company. You can invest in bonds. You can invest in real estate, cryptocurrency, and more. Right. In fact, I would say a well diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds can generate generally, you know, five to six percent at the highs of seven percent per year. Hmm. Right. Now, the thing is, what most students come to me and young people talk about is where where do I invest? And we get it. Investing can be overwhelming. Yeah. And that's why it's it's crucial to go back to my first question around um, that I ask people. Uh, is is what what kind of life do you want to live? Yeah. So that'll determine your financial goals. Oh, yeah. Are you saving for retirement? Like you said, you hate retirement. Are you saving for some sort of period of your life? Right. Are you looking to generate passive income, meaning money coming in every month passively where you're not working physically for it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once you know what you're trying to achieve, you can then do the research on the different types of investments that align with your goals. So simply put, an investment is basically taking money or resources you have and, and moving it into a place or, uh, putting it into a mechanism that's generating some sort of benefit or net gain for you in cash or in exchange of that resource that you started with. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know,
1: you you breaking it down like that you know i thought of two different things so so one being you know on top of all of those investments and 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 you saying a lot of people in the gen z range you know come to you talking about you know where can i invest and when i hear people a lot of times thinking about you know where um you know asking the question of what can they invest in and everything a lot of the times at least you know with the people i'm around i'm thinking you know at the stage that you're in and for a lot of people it's huge to invest in yourself which is not a financial investment but obviously investing in yourself like kind of like what you did um talking about you know gaining the knowledge um you know that you that you wanted uh to have before running mindful and things like that when i hear stuff like that i'm thinking you know that's an investment in yourself um yeah. and and things like that um so so that's one of the things that i that i think about a lot when i hear investments cuz for a lot of people financial investment isn't the the next step um for yourself, you know, um, maybe to answer that question of, of that initial question that you said of, where do you want to be? A lot of people who sometimes are thinking about their financial situation don't even know where they want to be. And, um, and to get to that point, you'll probably have to do some investing in yourself, um, um, and, and, and determine, you know, the answer for that question. And then you'll be in a better situation to think about where your finances should go, um, different things like that. Um, so that's one of the things that I thought about. Um, and then the next is, I think the issue with investment now especially is that we live in a society of of immediate return on so many different things, right? Um, you know, for like entertainment, you turn on your TV, immediately get entertained. Um, with food stuff, you can just order whatever you want. It comes right to you. You know, we live in that kind of society where where whatever you want at that moment, for the most part, you can get it pretty instantly and i don't think uh you know for a lot of people um a lot of people have built that that patience um to 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 make an investment um financially or, or whatever to make an investment and just wait it out um and 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 have faith in in the returns and have faith in what they're doing um because they're so used to that instant gratification and that instant you know even sometimes with social media and things like that seeing people who you know, are in places that they think they want to be or that they, you know, might actually want to be or whatever, seeing that, um, um, and and they just lose the patience to really just stick with with their investments. Um, and so I just wanted to bring that up because as you were talking, I was thinking like, you know, that it's a patience is this huge part of of of
0: investment and faith that, you know, in what in what you're doing, ultimately, faith in what you're doing. Yeah, you have to have what they call um conviction. Mm-hmm. And conviction is really just a strong, deep-seated belief that what you're investing in, what you're interested in, um sort of supporting, um, mm-hmm. uh, you you align with their vision for where they're going. You have a you have a unique insight. You know, they ask us as founders oftentimes, venture capitalists and investors will, Terrence, what's your unique insight about this particular niche? You know, for me, for example, I'd say that there currently are no solutions that exist that address both mental and financial stress for young people. Mm -hmm. I don't see that. So that's my unique insight. And my unique insight is that young people want more personalized financial products that have a human element like TikTok. They want it to be fast, they want it to be authentic, and they want it to be very simple without judgment or shame. And they don't care about all of the fancy algorithmic sort of magic that happens on an app screen, right? So that's my unique insight. So as a as a potential investor, and we're all investors in some degree, whether even in ourselves, yeah. you have to have a specific insight about that idea, that company, that organization, that university, that major that you're, you know, you're, you're majoring in a, a, at school, um, the career field that you're going to go into. Hopefully, there's something there that compels you to create a very um authentic and consistent narrative and belief that then you can distill into conviction, um, that then moves you into action. Mm, yeah. And, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Cause that's,
1: you know, that's, that's huge. Um, and, and to just, I want all of our listeners to really take note of, of everything that you just said and to kind of formulate, um, some steps in their head, um, uh, and just kind of really think about where 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 they're at um um in that journey um if you have that deep seated belief um in what you're doing and you you know what you want to do moving forward you know what everything looks like um and I think all of that will help you determine at that point what the best next steps are for you right. um and and that kind of leads into the next thing that we were talking about in um you know what you you touched on a little bit um which are just the different kinds of investments that that exists um and you already you already touched on that a little bit so um I think the next question that we can we can go into is just like when somebody let's assume that somebody is you know in that position where where they kind of you know know for the most part like what they want to do they know that they want to be financially free um things like that what can be some next steps um from that point that people can start doing to think about where they want to invest, um, um, and how can how can an individual start to determine some of the best places? Like, where should they
0: look? Um, you know, just what are some of the next what are some of the next steps? Yeah, that's a good question. So there are a lot of resources that exist, and honestly, part of the difficulty right now, as I understand it from young people when we talk to them, is that you have this information overload. So. Earlier in the discussion, we talked about the benefit of optionality, that being synonymous with the definition of financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Sometimes too much optionality can be overwhelming for people because where do you start, yeah. right? And so I think one of the best places, at least I'm, I'm I'm of the mind that just go to the places that you feel most comfortable. Right now, there, there's a, a small niche of people called Finfluencers on TikTok. And these are financial consultants, self-proclaimed, that are also social influencers, And what they do is they break down these very difficult concepts and they make them simple, but applicable and ready to use out of the box for for their audience. So I would say, you know, TikTok can be a great resource. Um, I know that's contrarian. Some people might disagree, but I think that's a good resource. Obviously Google, and then you can get into the more technical things like Investopedia and some others. And so I think when you start, you know, understanding what first is your philosophy, what do you hope to do? Then I think you want to sort of take that picture and that narrative and then distill it down to the more particular things. Like, is it really around value investing? Value investing is a particular type of investing strategy and style. It's mm-hmm. a particular type of um, uh, sort of way of looking at um, stocks and companies. And, and again, these are under, under like lined by your conceptualization of value. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to do it. You could read books by Benjamin Graham. You could read, um, the, uh, you know, investment letters by Warren Buffett. You mm-hmm. could, you know, you could sort of read books by Ray Dalio. So I think one of the best books that someone should probably start with, if they just need a text to reference, mm-hmm. is a book called The Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. Start mm-hmm. there. Ray Dalio's a famous investor who's run, you know, one of the most successful funds. He's now retired. But what he does is he breaks down these concepts around sort of um, macro and micro. Macro means the bigger picture. Micro means the smaller picture. Right. This is important. Again, as you start to understand what you're optimizing for and where do you start, to me, it's helpful to understand where you are first. Where the hell am I? Before I get, like, what's going on? Yeah. Right. Once I know what's going on, just just briefly, it doesn't have to be real deep and just briefly, now let me make an informed decision. So I think TikTok is good because people can situate themselves amongst sort of a crowd or an audience of of a platform that you're familiar, and you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. At that point, the next step is to go to the search bar and then start typing in hashtags or queries or questions that will show you a feed of things that is consistent with what you're trying to do. So mm-hmm. I think, I think for me, that's the best place to start. So do it, go with what you know, TikTok, obviously Google, Investopedia, read Ray Dalio's book, Changing World Order. And then you start getting into some of the more, you know, Uh, niche books and folks like Benjamin Graham, Howard Marks. These are names that your audience should know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think looking at their resources, going on Twitter, right, following some folks on Twitter, typing in in the search bar again, saving, investing, looking at these communities. Obviously, Reddit is also a good niche community as well. So I think those are some good starting places just for people to really create their own, I would say, financial identities first and then they can move forward to the next step of really figuring out okay now that I know who I am what I want what are the things I need in place to actually get to the goals that I've now described yeah absolutely
1: so with all that being said um and 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 those books and everything I'll leave in the description as well um with all that being said I think what it comes down to is that the resources are absolutely there um especially being able to just hop into a community that you're already familiar with um and the information and good information at that exist in, in these, in these places. Um, but like he's mentioned before, you know, it takes work, um, and it takes, it takes the will to act, um, and you, you just have to take action, right? Cause you can listen to this podcast, um, and hear all of this information, um, but the difference, you know, between, between you as somebody who wants to become financially free and maybe that other person, um, who, who, who thinks about it and, 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 you know, the difference is that you, are you have to take action, um, and and those are really the difference between the people who who achieve financial freedom um, and those who don't. You know, the ones who are willing to take action and the ones who you know go through with it.
0: Yeah, and I'll, let me let me mention this too. So you got Warren Buffett, you got Peter Lynch, you got Benjamin Graham. I think podcast is the other thing that I would do if I read your listeners in terms of where to start. The Tim Ferriss show, I love listening to Tim Ferriss. He's great. There's a show called Invest Like the Best. Um, that's a good one there's another one called the behavioral investor and then there's um the millennial investor that's a really good one and what they do is they break down sort of these concepts for the millennial which is my generation but i think it's still applicable to gen z so it it, it doesn't sound like your dad's sort of uh you know earnings report uh, you know (laughs) but but it but it but it's it's really again applicable simple concepts and, and it like, you know, it starts with just these concepts that help you understand um, what moves you should be making and where you, where you can go. Absolutely. So all of that information is going to,
1: again, be listed in the description at the end of the podcast. So when you're finished listening, make sure you go down there and check all of that out. Um, so I think we got some really great information in. Um, and, you know, from that point, I just want to ask for for the people who are, you know, gonna start taking some action on this. Maybe you've just started investing in everything. What kind of advice um you know um from you from you from you personally, right? What kind of advice can you give um somebody who who's made an investment or has started to, to started to make an investment and um you know might be might be uh struggling with issues around around patience um and around you know uh around return, um, comparison, you know, with, with others, things like that. Somebody who's just in that, in that process kind of, of, they've made the investment. Um, and now they're kind of just getting a little bit antsy with, with, with things, um, you know, for lack of a better term. So
0: what kind of advice, uh, could you give somebody like that? You know, there are a couple quotes that I, I remember by Charlie Munger, who's, um, Obviously, one of the most famous in- investors, and and basically Warren Buffett's BFF. And he, you know, he says that uh, the world is full of uh, foolish gamblers, and they will not do as well as a patient investor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has another quote that says, uh, "Patients can produce uncommon profits." Right, and so y- you got to think about investing, and I think there's a lot of like get rich quick schemes that exist today. But investing, as I see it, again, like if you're investing in yourself, you're playing the long game, longevity. You know, you can't beat. there's this concept called compounding, right? And what all that really means is that if you continue doing a thing over an extended period of time, so you have this long time horizon, mm-hmm. the benefits incrementally increase over time as you look at the long tail of the curve, right? So- that's the that's the genius of compound. It's like if you go to the gym a thousand times in you know in one year, and then you increase to two thousand times the next year, you're gonna inevitably see the benefits of that yeah. level of like intensity and consistency. Yeah, investing is the same way, right? Listen, no company there, there's you know there, there's this um, I heard once a celebrity say that. It took me 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah, I've heard that too. Oh man, I don't know who said that, but I, I have heard that yeah. too. Yeah, it, 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 it takes a very long time. And so even in the university, so I want to make this more specific to the audience. So to Gen Z students, when you're at university, when you arrive as a freshman, you don't just say, okay, now I'm ready to graduate tomorrow. It doesn't happen like that. Yeah. There are a series of courses that they have required you to enroll in and complete successfully to then prove that you're eligible for consideration graduation right yeah. and sometimes that takes two years three four it might take seven or eight or you may never get there which is okay as well yeah. but i think we have to have a very clear understanding of the truth that good things just take time yeah um now you can accelerate that growth to some degree but not probably in the, in the amount of time that you you hope for and you desire and mm-hmm. so I think investing is, is basically, you know, you want to dollar cost to average your way into anything you do. And all that really means is you want to continue leveling up your investment in it, you know? Um, so if let's say your goal is to, let's start with passive income. If your goal is to have passive income over the next couple of months, what's that amount? Let's say it's $500. How can you do that? Is it Could you drive Uber Eats? Could you, you know, um, have a little side hustle. Could you sell some merch? Mm-hmm. You know, could you do some sort of consultancy or services type of of work where you're a personal trainer? Figure out what that is, and then basically, what your job is, you know, from that point is to figure out, okay, how can I turn this five hundred into a thousand? Mm-hmm. How can I turn this thousand into five thousand? Right? You're looking for multiple multiples that will increase the value of the the money that you're getting, mm-hmm. and again it takes time to take that 500. First, it takes time to figure out what the side hustle is. Yeah. <laughs> then when you get that, you got to figure out how much money you can make from the side hustle. Yeah. Then you get the money. Then you got to figure out how can I now turn this money into more money so that I can eventually quit the side hustle. Exactly. Let's go. The process in and of itself, sign, just takes time. And I think that's the realization. And we have to be intellectually honest um, as investors. And so my recommendation to your listeners would just be to, first have a very sobering and clear view on what the goals are, what, you know, what kind of money they want to make passively and figure out how to basically generate that money without having to actually go do the same thing you did to first get the, get the job and to make the money. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, and, and it's interesting.
1: One of our, one of our episodes in, in the, in season one with a mindset coach, um, his name is uh, Christopher Daniels. He speaks on how, 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 you know how structured society is for the most part in terms of you know with for example like our school system um and things like that for a lot of things that um have been the standard uh there's a structure set in place that you just follow right um and if you are trying to go above and beyond um and you are trying to which all of our listeners are achieve financial freedom you are trying to create massive impact, you are trying to, you know, do whatever, you have all these great goals for yourself that exceed all the standards of society, you're going to have to create your own sort of structure. So if you, if you kind of, you know, back to what you were saying, how these things take time and how, you know, people don't, uh, freshmen in university don't, don't go in and say, you know, I'm ready for my degree the next day. You got to think about that the same way with these things, except for the difference is there's no structure that's you know set in place already you just have to know that it is a process just like school it is a process you know just like things that you're used to seeing um so just keep that in mind as you're as you're trying to build anything great um and anything of true true value in this world
0: Um, yeah there's there's a process you know and I think you know one of my uh, favorite football coaches would always tell me Terrence fall in love with the process more than the results yeah yeah I heard that all the time it's fall cool. in love with the process. And, and again, investing, you don't just wake up and become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, I, I wish it were that easy, honestly. Um, I wouldn't, I'd probably be in Turks and Caicos right now, but <laughs> it's it's not, you know. And, yeah. I, and again, I'm building a company. Building Mindful, you know, our initial, I'll give a, another example, sign Initially, what we were building was a company that was going to predict the earliest signs of severe bipolar disorder mm-hmm. because what we wanted to do for the students that were struggling with severe mental illness was our assumption was if we could predict it like if we could if if we could send you a warning signal yeah. maybe we could use the frequency at which these things occur mm-hmm. doesn't work right so it took us six months to test and understand and get to a place where we had to scrap the entire assumption because the insight that we arrived at 6 months later again <clears throat> excuse me 6 months mm. was that just because your check engine light on doesn't mean you're going to the mechanic yeah <laughs>
1: yeah exactly it does
0: we assume that we we trust that oh if but how many people that you know your friends check engine light airbag replacement light low fuel riding on like they you know yeah. they damn near could break down you don't it's yeah. like
1: nah, no gonna, it's it's going to take for them to break down. Yeah.
0: Sound. Oh, iPhone screens crack. How many times do you see that? When are you gonna replace this? They have the insurance. They could get it replaced. Yeah. Just, walk, just walking around. I'm like, yo, yo, yo your thumbs aren't bleeding. <laughs> this glass ain't cutting your finger. <laughs> yo, no, nah, that's yo. Cool, that's, real, you know, that's real. So, 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 but, but my point is like, it took us six months to get to that place. Of course, I would have loved if we had arrived at that insight to pivot you know 2 days after we had launched him. Yeah. but it took us six months man so th- things just take time and you know the last thing i'll say about it is this like and i remind myself of this as a founder always remember that things usually take twice as long mm-hmm. and cost twice as much mm-hmm. just 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 have that assumption in your mind yeah and and you go in with eyes wide open and a heart of curiosity Mhm mhm and amazing and i think
1: we can conclude it with that you know cuz that's you know that's huge um and i'll just let our listeners really sit with that sit with the information that we've already given them um and hopefully we've 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 put them in a better position to begin um or continue to advance in their uh journey to financial freedom um and uh you know mental freedom on that same on that same note so um with that being said man can you just leave um Leave a couple different different uh, places where our listeners can find you. Um, um, check out what absolutely. you're doing and get in contact with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, for your listeners, they can check us out at mindfulapp.com. That's M-Y-N-D-F-U-L-A-P-P.com. Mm-hmm. And here's what we're doing. You need a supporting cast to be an all-star. Steph Curry is not Steph Curry without Draymond Green, without mm-hmm. Steve Kerr, without his supporting cast, without the incredible trainers, And that's why Steph Curry can do what Steph Curry does. Mm -hmm. And mindful, we are your supporting cast. So Mm -hmm. if you're trying to be your best, live your best, um, get out of debt, understand this complicated thing called a student loan, understand these complicated things called interest rates, this isn't a class. This is just a a well-being coach that Mm -hmm. we provide you access with. Who you can meet with for 30 minute conversations confidentially and say, look, sign, I'm struggling. I feel like I'm always broke every week, you know, or when I'm not feeling like I have enough money, then I, I'll order bad food or I don't take care of myself, or I, you know, I I gotta support my family or my sister. Um, I think I may have to drop out, like, oh, I still I wanna be a teacher, I wanna be a lawyer, but I don't have enough money. Like having a person just to talk to about these things to help you. Come up with some solutions that work for your lifestyle mm-hmm. is so beneficial, and that's what we offer. So you can find us on mindfulapp.com. Mm-hmm. We have an Instagram at app. Check us out. We have TikTok at mindfulapp. We're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter, and we're on the old people's platform called Facebook. So <laughs> you can uh, you can follow us, and uh, and and if you have any questions, my email info at Shoot me a note. I'm, we're always responsive. And we're looking to scale and build a solution that helps to solve for the mental and financial crisis that students are currently experiencing. Absolutely.
1: And so, I'll leave all of that in the description, guys. Make sure you look at the description because um, we have ton of thing, ton of information that we're leaving down there. So be sure to check that out after the episode. Um, all that being said, man, that concludes today's episode of the podcast show. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a five star review. Um, And if you want to join the Art of Kings community, check us out on Instagram at underscore Art of Kings underscore. We're going to get more active in there. So definitely be sure to join the community there um, um, and check us out for sure. So with all that being said, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next episode. Peace.